Hey guys, welcome to the Strangler Podcast. Tonight we're going to be going over Bellator 276 and the UFC Fight Night coming up this weekend. Our tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! Welcome to the podcast. I'm Chris, the West Side Strangler, Brennan, and this is my producer slash Jamie, PJ. We're going to go over the fights we were talking about earlier, and um, we'll get started. All right, so the first fight we got is J.J. Wilson versus uh, Godzi Rabadonov. What do you know about this fight? It's a good fight. Um, this is the second big step up in competition for, for J.J. Um, J.J. is a real tough fighter um, out of New Zealand. And he's, uh, he's actually a really good grappler, but he's won and finished fights with strikes as well, kind of like 50-50. Um, his last fight was a big step up fighting Pedro Carvalho. Um, that was, you know, I was, when I heard that fight, I was like, wow, that's a big step up for a guy that's 6-0. and And he went in and starched him, like beat him handily. Um, I, I think it went into the beginning of the second round. Yeah, 53 seconds into the first round, I think is what Yeah, what it was. He, he came out and uh, just kind of pieced him up. And then the beginning of the, the second round, he he landed uh, he landed straight and then all of a sudden combo 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 and, and dropped him and then you know was able to get on him and finish him. Um, so, so this this dude's a black belt though. So is that surprising you that he's finishing people with strikes? He's not only a black belt, he's a black belt that claims he has the best jujitsu in the Bellator featherweight division. So how do you feel about that? Um, I disagree. He's okay. got really good jujitsu, but I don't know if he has the best jujitsu in in the division. Anybody come to mind when you start I thinking mean, about that? You know my my bloodline comes to line. Um, you know they're 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 on different levels of uh, in Bellator at the moment, but Luke's Luke's coming, um, and, and that's a guy. You know, uh, I don't know if he's going to move up to 155. This fight has one listed at 145 and the other listed at 155, so I don't know if they're having a catch weight or if JJ is moving up. Um, but if he doesn't move up at some point, yes, they'll run into each other and. Uh, We'll see who actually has the best jiu-jitsu in the featherweight division. So at 8 no, he's got four submissions. He's got three finishes by strikes. Um, he's only got one decision, so he's, he seems to be ending his fights pretty oh, quickly. He's a finisher for sure. He's, he comes out very aggressive, very hyper. Um, but he, again, he's technical, and, and he's, he's a good fighter, man. He's, he's very tough. I've not seen Rob Donoff fight. Okay. However, he comes out of Dagestan. Yeah. Um, he, he is from Russia, and there hasn't been a lot of losses coming out of that area uh, of the world at the moment yep. in, in MMA. Um, so it, it'll be an interesting fight, but just stepping up to a guy with a record that, uh, what is he, 16 and 4? 16 and 4, that's yeah, right. Yeah, um, is big enough. And then taking a guy that's 16 and 4 fighting out of Dagestan, you know he's going to be well trained. You know he's going to be tough. You know it's going to be uh, it's going to be an exciting fight. So, Robert Donov, he's, he's gone the distance with his 16 fights. He's, he's gone five that have gone all the way to decisions. Um, he does have five submissions, which is actually one more than JJ's. Yeah. Um, do you see this going to the ground, or do you feel like this is going to be a, a punching match? How do you see this going? Well, it always happens when there's two really good guys on the ground that they end up striking the whole time. Right. Um, I feel like the JJ kid doesn't really care where the fight takes place. I don't think he's worried about going to the ground or worried about striking. Um, with with this guy, and just because he comes off that way to me, he comes off. He's a little brash, sure. you know. He's a little a little arrogant, but in a not, not a terrible way. And um, so I'm not sure. But if it ends up on the ground, I, I'm honestly 
he, JJ's most likely going to be on bottom. Okay. You know, he doesn't, I don't believe he's a wrestler, and Rabadonov coming out of Dagestan is 100% going to have wrestled. Can he finish from the bottom? Can he for submit? Sure. Okay. For sure. But I don't know that he submits a guy like that from the bottom. Got it. The ground and pound on those guys, you know, it's something that we've kind of emulated over here uh, with, with my son and, and Bryce and some other guys we train with do a lot of the stuff that Khabib was doing. And um, that's the same thing these guys are doing. It's hard to get up. It's hard to submit. It's hard to get up. So we'll see. It'll be a good fight. I'm going to actually go with the uh, Rabadonov by decision. By decision. So you think it's going, going yeah, the distance? Go three rounds. All right. All right. So we got you with uh, Rabadonov. We'll, we'll mark it down. Uh, next fight we got is Don Johnny Eblen and John Salter. So Johnny Eblen, this is, looks like the 185. Johnny Eblen's undefeated, trims out of American Top Team. What do you know about him? Um, he, so he comes from a group of three guys that were all undefeated. Um, no one wanting to be the first one losing out of the group that trains. One of them is uh, Austin Vanderfort, who just lost um, to Gegard Mousasi yep. for the belt. Yep. Looking at this guy's record, if he beats John Salter, who also just lost to Gegard Mousasi, his new his first loss might also be Gegard Mousasi. So that guy's eating him all up. Yeah, I mean he's he's probably in line for the, for the belt here pretty soon, and and that's going to be his his fight, uh, you know, to his first fight to lose if that's the case. So at ten and zero, he's got four decisions. He's going a little bit farther in, but uh, he's only got one submission. Sounds like this guy's more of a striker, but that striker, but that's kind of surprising because he wrestled at the University of Missouri. He did. He's a he's a Mizzou wrestler. Um, he got I think he got sixth at the Southern Scuffle, uh, which is a great tournament um, that that I've gone to with my son, and uh, which you know he, he's qualified for the NCAA's as well. So he's very tough. Um, John Salter is an NAIA champion, national champion, and he's also an ADCC North American champion. Okay. So he's good at wrestling, but he's also good on the ground. He's got good submissions. He actually held off um, Rafael Lovato Jr. Okay. for a while in their fights. You know, he was Rafael was setting up subs on him, but he was very good at getting out, and Rafael is one of the best in the world. So I was looking at Salter's record. He he went on a long win streak. He had seven wins in a row, but in his last five fights, he's only gone three and two. What what do you read out of that? Well, again, um, he he won early on, and then got to the point where he's fighting the the top guys and fighting for the belt. He lost to Gegard Mousasi, like I said. Yeah. Um, and so you know when you when you get to that top level, everyone's good, right? And um, it's kind of what I was saying about Bryce's last fight. Now that he beat Edson. Everybody's Edson after yeah, that. You know, right. if you look inside the top nine in that division, you know, it's, it's stacked. So same for John Salter. He got to the championship, and, and I don't know if that was his first loss in that in that string or his last loss against uh, Gegard, but, It was know, his, just his last fight was, was his, his last. Okay, yeah. So he hasn't actually fought in a while then because that was a little bit ago. Um, that, but that's, you know, you, you start to get to the top caliber guys, and even as a top caliber guy, one of you has to lose. That's right. That's right. So you got two solid NAIA and ADCC. Those are those are wrestling competitions, correct? Yes. Generally, so you got two strong wrestlers. You see this being a slugfest, or what, how do you see this going then? Um, yeah, I, I mean, for sure they're going to bang it out on the feed. It's the same thing that like Austin Vanderford, who is Johnny Eblen's training partner, he bangs it out on the feet, then wrestles. Bangs it out on the feet, then wrestles. And uh, I imagine this guy's going to probably do the same thing. I would probably I would predict that Salter is going to be the better striker and probably have the better submission game. Okay, um, I'm going to go with him by finish, but I don't know how. I'm not I'm not going to call out how, but I believe Salter will beat him. So when I when I look at Eblen though, um, 
it looks like I mean at ten and zero, you think uh, is he going to be opening up, like like diving in based off of his strikes? Is that is he going to be trying to get the takedowns through the strikes? Or? Yeah, I mean it's another thing that happens as you get closer to fighting for the belt. Yeah, he might start to wrestle a lot more and okay. fight a little safer. Okay, and if he does that, you know, if he's able to take Salter down and avoid the guillotine or avoid any submissions, you know, he might he might eke out a decision on him. Um, I, I doubt he beats him up real bad. Salter's Salter's salty, <laughs> durable dude. Yeah, he's he's uh, very durable. He's very tough, man. He's he's an exciting fighter as well. He he fought on one of the cards uh, that Luke fought on when we were at Mohegan Sun, and super cool guy as well. Cool, awesome. So you're picking Salter on this one. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Salter. All right, by something. <laughs> but not by decision or do you do you think it's going to end early i or do don't you think, think it... he'll i don't think he'll go the distance okay. uh and win a decision on him here i'll say this if it goes the distance and yeah. there's a decision to be yeah. won, it's going to be by johnny eblin okay i think if the fight stopped i'm going to go with salter okay awesome All right, moving on to the co-main event, Phil Davis with Julius Angelicus. Phil Davis is coming in at 23-6. and six. He does have a no contest. Uh, Julius a little younger in his career at 10-2. and two. What, what do you see here? Yeah, so I didn't, I've never heard of Julius until he came into the light heavyweight Grand Prix and uh, replaced um, Anthony Johnson when Anthony Johnson got sick. And he came in and lost to Vadim Nemkov, who is the champ, who is a stud, who was also Phil Davis's last loss, um, and that's who took him out of the tournament as well. Yep. Um, I, I, so I don't know a lot about him. I know he went four rounds with v uh, Vadim, so he's tough. You know, he's he's good, um, endurable. But Phil Davis is on a, in my opinion, is on a different level. He's okay. a three-time NCAA All-American, uh, NCAA National Champion in 2008. He's um, he wrestled for Penn State, which is like. In the last 10, 11, 12 years, that's been the number one school in the nation for wrestling. They've won the most championships. So just um, getting in on Penn State means he's legit. Oh, for sure, 100%. And, and you mentioned three-time All-American. What's it take to be an All-American? So All-American is at a national championship to place inside the top eight. Okay. So anybody that plays inside the top eight is a national champion. Um, or, or I'm sorry, anybody no. that plays inside the top eight is an All-American. Okay. And uh, he happened to be a national champion. He was also an All-American before that because he was a runner-up at the NCAAs as well. Okay. A national champion is just that. It's the champion. It's yep. the one, right? Yeah. He, so he's had a solid wrestling career. So I just feel like any time he wants the fight to be on the ground, it'll be on the ground. Yeah. And with him on top, he actually has very good submissions as well. He, uh, he's got a good Kimura. Um, which is, I got to appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the other guy is just more of a durable, you know, good fighter, you know, tough guy, but I just think he's not on the same level as Phil Davis. So you, you mentioned the Kimura. That's actually, he just, when he lost to Vadim, it was a Kimura in the fourth round. So he, he put up a fight, but right. but he lost but that Kimura. And that's interesting if Phil Davis can can lock that in. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that's one of Phil Davis's best, best attacks on All the right. ground. So maybe... I guess it could go either way. He could be suspect towards it, but he also might be training against it since he just lost that way. I guess I don't know how that would go. Yeah, you can't learn jujitsu in six months. Fair enough. And uh, so you know, it wasn't that long ago that that tournament was going on, and, and he was fighting against Nemkov. Um, so I, yeah, I'm gonna pick Phil Davis. Okay. It might go a couple rounds. Phil Davis isn't like a super fast starter. He's not a. He's an explosive striker, you know, and he strikes well, and he's real tall and long. Um, so, you know, he, he could land great strikes, but I don't see him getting him out of there for, you know, 
it, it could possibly go the distance, but otherwise probably late second, early third round by submission. So Julius is coming off, even before that loss to Vadim, he hit nine in a row. But I'm right. assuming because at 10 and two, that's just that those lower-ranking fighters. and that Right, like who did he fight on those nine yeah, in a yeah, row yeah. is the, you know, the thing. Like Phil Davis is coming off of wins against really good guys. He's coming from the UFC before coming to Bellator yep. where he fought all the best guys. You know, he's been fighting at the tip-top level of the sport for quite a while. And I just think it's that guy's not ready for Phil Davis. Yeah, Phil Davis, he just uh, won a decision against Yoel Romero in September. So, that, I mean, yeah, so some... that was a boring fight. And a lot of people that fight Yoel, uh, the fight ends up being, you know, fairly boring because he's either explosive and going to kill you or he's real tentative and moves around a lot and, and like explodes here and there. And you don't want to just leap in on on Yoel yeah. because he does have the one punch knockout power. Um, he's very explosive flying knees. You know, yes. he knocked out Chris Weidman with a flying knee. Yep. And uh, he's also, I don't know what medal, but he medaled in the Olympics uh, in judo. You know, so he's a very, okay. no, no, I'm sorry. He medaled in the Olympics for wrestling. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it, from Cuba. So he's very, you know, he's a very tough guy, very explosive guy. So uh, with Phil beating him, that's a, that was a big accomplishment. Everyone's really excited to see when Anthony Johnson and Yoel Romero came over from the UFC and jumped into the uh, the lightweight or the light heavyweight Grand Prix in, in Bellator, and uh, they got taken out. That's awesome. So I'm just looking here at, at how they've won. Um, Phil Davis does have a lot of decisions out of his 23 wins. 12 of them are coming by decisions. Julius doesn't seem like he goes that deep. Out of his 10 wins, only only three of them were so percentage-wise. Yeah, so that's why I say it, it could go the distance, you know, because Phil Davis isn't a super fast starter. It's only a three-round fight. Yep. Um, he could finish him just because I don't, like I said, I don't think he's on the same level as Phil. Okay. Um, but it, it could also go the distance as he's not super exciting. Um, but he's very controlling with the with the level of wrestling that he's got. Co-main event only going three rounds. Does that surprise you? Uh, no. No, typically the main event's going to go the five rounds or a title fight will go five rounds. Co-main, you know, the only time it's going to go five rounds if it's like um, two two names like... Like Covington and Masvidal? Right, right. But that, like that. but that was for... But that was for the main actually, event. Yeah, it was the main event, right? Yeah, it, was. And it wasn't for yeah. the belt, but it was the main event. Any main event fights, Bellator just switched that to going five rounds now on their main okay. event fights. And um, yeah, so not surprised that it's three rounds, but I... And I, I think that might be what saves Angelicas from getting finished. But at the same time, I also think he'll probably get finished. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're, you're picking Phil Davis for sure on this yeah. one. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Awesome. Okay, so now looking at the main event, Adam Borks, Mads Brunel. You know a lot about both of these guys. I do. I pay attention. I pay attention really from 135 to 155 just because Lucas fights at 145 and anybody can move up or anybody can move down or one day we may end up moving up, you know. So uh, I, I, I watch a lot of fights in those weight classes. Um, there was a point in time where I wasn't watching fights at all and then he decided to fight and I started... Jumped right I, in. Yeah, I started breaking <laughs> down fights and really, you know, paying attention to what guys are doing, what works, what's not working, yeah. you know, and, and who's good at what. So I'm looking at uh, Borks. He's 17 and one. Um, it looks like in his only loss was a submission. Um, fighting out of Hungary, um, he's got a pretty. He's pretty balanced. He's got four by strikes. Um, he's got six by submissions, and he's got six by decisions. So this yeah. guy can kind of beat you a lot of different ways. 
Yeah, I'm surprised uh, he has as many by submission and, and by decision. He's got really good striking, uh, real explosive striking. He's one of the guys who had knocked out Aaron Pico early on in Aaron's career uh, with a jump knee. Um, but but then he was submitted by Darren Caldwell in the featherweight Grand Prix um, pretty early on in the fight. It was pretty fast. So I don't know how good his grappling is or who he fought on his submissions, but I, I know by watching him, his striking is very good. Um, and, and I expect to see him trying to keep it on the feet. You know, he's he's actually of um, when he lost that fight to Darren Caldwell, he was undefeated in a lot of things. I think he was undefeated in kickboxing, was undefeated in Moit, uh, uh, boxing, and okay. he was also undefeated in MMA. Like he hadn't lost in anything, and and so that loss probably stung a little bit. I'm yeah. sure. Does that put him back? When something like that happens as a fighter, does that put you back into the gym harder? Is this like, all right, I'm going to learn from this? Does it break your spirit a little bit? It depends it, who you've had in your corner all along. If you've got yes men the whole time telling you that you know you can't be beat, you can't be beat, you yeah. can't be beat, and then you get beat, you know it's it, it's kind of it may break you, you know. Um, so you have to be honest with your guy at all times and and kind of keep him grounded. It's good to be confident, you know, and and believe that you're the best and believe that you you know, are going to beat the person. But sometimes when that happens and you get beat, that's it. You know, some people's career take a big turn after that. When you Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas. Yeah. Well, but then also if you look at someone like the Rose fight, when she's sitting there in the corner saying, I'm the best, I'm right. the best, I'm the best. Like, do you, did you believe and, and that? she was. <laughs> she was. She was definitely the she's best She's one of my night. favorite female fighters for sure. Probably my favorite female fighter. Right. Um, and, and yeah, that was, that moment for me was awesome. Yeah. And then when Pat was talking to her afterwards, yeah. you know, he's like, I told you you're the best. And she goes, I am the best. So, so when you see, when you see Adam, how do you think that loss went for him? Do you think that he's going to, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's hungry. I think has he, he might've fought yeah. since then. I'm not positive, but, uh, he's, yeah. I think he's solid. I think he's, Whoa. you know, I think he's, uh, ready and, and back, you know, hunting down the title. And it's ironic. He's actually fighting out of Hungary. So you called him hungry and you were right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what do you know about Mads? 16 and three guys got, you know, he's got some miles on him as well. He's got some experience. Yeah. A um, lot of submissions. He's got n nine of his 16 wins are coming by submission. Right. So he does have a lot of uh, grappling experience. I'm not sure belt wise where he's at, but he, he's very good on the ground coming out of Denmark. I, I would imagine that he's not a wrestler. There's not a lot of wrestling over there. Um, so that might be something that, works in Adam Borick's favor, not having a high-level wrestler. Like, Darian Caldwell was a national champion, you yeah. know, so that guy was going to get him to the ground when he wanted to get to the ground. Sure. This guy might not be able to and, you know, run into his knees and his uppercuts and elbows. And, and like I said, he's a very dangerous striker. I don't see Borick submitting him. I see on the ground Mads Brunel submitting, submitting uh, yeah. Borick's butt. He's got to get him to the ground to do that. So they're like 18 fights and 19 fights. Are, they're pretty close in record. Um, Mads is a strong grappler and a Cage Warriors featherweight champion. Yeah, he was a Cage Warriors featherweight champion, which is over in the UK where Patty Pimblett, one of my guys from over there from the Liverpool gym, uh, was a champion there for a long time as sure. well. Okay. And so there's a there's very good fighters come out of that uh, that organization, and uh, it's huge. You know, Patty sells that place out, the O2 Arena, just like you know Connor would somewhere, and and. So fighting out of that place, he stayed there for a long time. The UFC wanted him to come to the UFC for quite a while, and he stayed at Cage Warriors because it's a big event. It pays really well, 
and uh, you get great competition. Great exposure, too. Yeah, it for sure. Like. I mean, for sure. A lot. All right, so do you have Adam or do you have Mads in this fight? I mean, if I was if I was smart, I would just say Adam by strikes or or Mads Brunel by submission. Right. Uh, I'm going to actually go out on a limb and go with Mads Brunel just because really? I want to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say by uh, by submission. Yeah, I'm going to pick it by submission. By submission. Yeah. Now, Mads is fighting out the blue corner. Is that right? Yes, sir. So talk to me about the blue corner versus the red corner. So the blue corner, the red corner, red corner is typically going to be your champion, your hometown guy, um, your your contracted fighter maybe versus a non-contracted fighter. Um, it's going to be, you know, the red corner is the the favorite, most likely, the, the kind of the, the champion. The champion's always going to be in the red corner, and that means the blue guy, the blue corner is going to come out and wait in the ring for you to be announced and you to come out and get in the ring. So he's going to stand there getting cold yeah. while you're still warming up. Gotcha. But gotcha. it's that that's kind of how if there, if there's ranking involved, the higher ranked guy, the yeah. or the lower ranked guy, the, the is going to be the the red corner. So if I'm number 4 and you're number 5, I'm going to be in the red corner. So red corner is the lower ranked? The no, the like champion if I'm ranked higher higher a lower number yeah then you i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in the red corner red corner so do you feel like they got this right blue corner red corner when you yeah, talk about ranking wise Mads. ranking wise on uh for bellator right now adam borix is the the, the higher ranked guy higher ranked guy for sure got it okay so you're taking mads Brunel by submission on this one the upset that's upset that's good stuff all right All right, now we're going to move over to UFC Fight Night. Um, we'll go over the, the last two fights on the main card. All right, looks like uh, Marlon Moriart. Marias. Marias, thank you. And yeah. Song Yudong. Tell me about those. Yeah, so Marlon Marias was on a, a good win streak for quite a while. Um, and then he's had, you know, he's run into some a few rough patches. I think he's coming off of two or three losses in a row right now. Uh, he lost. So he fought Henry Cejudo for the belt put it on Henry bad in the first round, like a 10-8 round. I was super curious of how Cejudo was going to you know, respond, and he came back out and was a completely different fighter in the second round and then beat him in the third round, I believe. Okay. Um, and so from that point on, he's kind of been hot and cold, hot and cold. Um, really good striking. He's, he's real fast, real fast, explosive, built like you know really well. But, again, he's been – he hasn't been the same since that fight, and so I'm not sure. You know, Song Yudong, also uh, a good striker, comes out of alpha male, and uh, so he's going to have some wrestling as well. There's okay. a lot of good wrestlers that train out of that gym. Uriah Faber has, like, for the last, I don't know, 10-plus, 15 years, put together um, a savage group of little guys. You know, there's a bunch of guys, like 155 and under there, who are just really good wrestlers, really good fighters, and and they've gotten great striking as well. What weight class are we at here? I, did, I forgot to 145, look. One forty-five, I want to okay. say. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. One thirty-five. One thirty-five. So these are little guys. Yeah, bands. So I look at Song Yudong, and this guy out of his last eleven fights is nine one and one. But at eighteen and six, these aren't. This isn't the beginning of his career. Like yeah, he's no, getting he's some been real fights for here. a while, and and uh, he's been in the UFC for a while now as well. Um, tough guy. He he's, uh, fights out of China, yep. and for a long time we didn't have anybody you know that was fighting out of China. And then we had Wei Ling, the the girl, come over and you know win the belt, yep. and it was pretty awesome. Um, she's so tough. And then this guy, you know, he's trying to be the the first guy to win the belt at, at uh, from out of China as well. And uh, uh, Marias is coming out of Brazil. It's interesting. Both of them go pretty deep. They've uh, got 
uh, Marias has seven wins by decision. Um, Yudong has eight wins by decision, so they can go deep and, and finish it that way. Sure. Um, but it looks like Song Yudong's got quite a quite a number of early finishes as well. Yeah, he he comes out hot. You know, okay. he comes out looking to finish. Um, like I said, Marias moves fast. He's got real fast you know, leg kicks and whatnot. Um, I think the other guys just kind of had a, a little more of an up upbeat in his career than Marlon is at the moment. And I really like Marlon. He's he's a great fighter. I just think that at this point in time, he's kind of, unless he's, you know, turned over New Leaf and kind of got it together, yep. I, I feel like it's going to be a, a tough night for him. So he's lost four out of his last five. Are you going to say he loses five out of six? I am. I okay. am. I'm so going to say that, that Song, Song Yudong beats him. Okay. Um, I don't know that he stops him or not. You know, there's a lot of people that criticize the the higher level fighters for going the distance. You know, sure. But you're going against another guy who's also a high level fighter who's been training for a couple months for you specifically. And you know, if you land that one, awesome. If you get the position on the ground to submit him, awesome. But you know, just just with the experience of training all the fighters that I trained in the past, and then training with my son we prepare for everything you know sure. so it's going to be very difficult to stop someone uh or, or to be stopped i mean and and so unless you have a big upper hand on the ground or you have a big upper hand on the feet with a takedown defense you know it's going to be tough to get the positions to stop guys and uh so it, it's it's hard to oh he goes a distance all the time well it's not like he's not trying you know yeah I mean? for sure and i also think about it you know marias has 33 fights worth of tape Right. Song Yudong's got 22 fights worth of tapes. So as a coach, when you're looking at this, these fighters obviously have, they've got a lot of, of history. So you're sure. preparing for that. And I think that that must make it harder for anybody to get any advantage because you're learning so much about him. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and like if, when I'm watching fights or looking up fighters, I'll only go back two years. Okay. Two and a, maybe three years. I'll go back to last you know, four or five fights, and I won't watch anything before that because sure. it doesn't really matter because sure. they're changing, obviously, for the better, most most likely. And so I'll watch the last few fights. Um, the last last fight is, you know, probably going to tell you the most if it if it's not like a 30-second fight. So Cowboy mm -hmm. McGregor kind of deal something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to tell you a whole lot about Cowboy, right? Right. And and so... Uh, or McGregor, really. No, correct, correct. Um, so I, I like to, you know, go back and watch what their last fight was, try to find a decision. If you can find a decision, you get 15 minutes basically of watching the guy sure. do what he's going to do all over the place. So, you know, uh, that, that's kind of my take on it. So it is interesting, though, um, Song Yudong, of his six losses, four of them were, were by decision. So he's got four losses by decision, but he's won eight. So, I mean, going the distance, statistically, you would think that he's going to get the win. Right. Um, do you think this goes the distance? He's clearly or? got the cardio to go the distance. Apparently, he's done it that many yeah, times. Apparently, I mean that's twelve. That's at least twelve fights, and he's got one no contest. So I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, no, that was Marais. They had the no contest, but yeah, yeah, he's he's gone deep. So do you think this one goes the distance? Um, I, I'm sure it probably will go the distance. Okay. Um, they're again, they're going to go the distance, but I believe Song Yudong is going to pull off the victory. Is this a boring fight, or do you think no. this is strikes? No. This yeah. is going to be a war for sure. Cool. There's uh, neither one of those guys. I don't think can have a boring fight. Okay. I like it. Okay, so for the last fight, um, Chianto Sato, Santos against uh, Magnomed Ankalaev. Yeah. I totally butchered his name. Not Ankalaev. Ankalaev. I believe, I and Tiago yes. Santos. Um, great fight. Um, again, I, I wasn't even sure that guys fighting out of Dagestan or, or Russia 
were bigger than 155. Like right. all of those guys right. are within the 155, right. 145, 135 this range. This is 205, which means he's coming down from even a, a higher walking around right. ways. So that's this a, is a big that's dude. A big Russian. <laughs> that's a big dude. Um, so he's very tough, man. He's he, what, what's his records? Uh, he's got 15 and one right now. Yeah, 15 and one. You know that's a tough guy, and and especially coming out of there. Tiago Santos has had a rough run since his loss to, to John Jones. Jones. My loss was in quotes there. So um, a lot of people thought he won that fight. He lost a split decision, had both knees blown out. Yeah. You know, and I believe he ended up having surgery on both knees after that fight. And, you know, people thought that he beat John Jones. Did you think he beat John Jones? I did, Jones? and John Jones went to heavyweight after that, right? Like, He's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. So uh, and you talked about the knee surgery. What what was it about the fight that uh, caused? Well, I think I think he just got damaged, like that front kick that John Jones does, leg kicks. Um, I'm not sure what caused both knees. You know how it ended up damaging both knees. Yeah. But over a five round fight, fighting someone like John Jones, you know, uh, and striking his striking's great. You know, he has very good striking. Uh, uh, Tiago right. Santos just going the distance with John Jones. That's a resume builder in and of itself. Sure. I mean, he's sure. he's say what you want about who I, who he is as a person. And I'd probably agree with most of it. Yeah. His resume is, is it speaks for itself. As it far does. As fighting. It does. He's, he's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, I'm not a fan to be honest, even of his fighting style. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to watch him fight. The only reason I do. And, and it's what pays him is there are people either watching him to watch him win or watching yeah. him to watch him lose. They're, I watch him to, to hope that that day comes that he yeah. loses yep. uh, just because he's a, he's not a great dude, but, uh, he is a great fighter, no question about that. Can't, so, can't hate on that. So Santos obviously has a great re resume. One of the things that surprised me about Uncle Live is that um, being Russian, coming out of the same kind of cut from the same cloth. He's as, a striker, right? Yeah, he is a striker. Yeah. He has zero wins by submission. Yeah. None. So again, moving on to or moving back to him being Russian and being big and being a striker, he's got to be deadly, right? Um, and, and there's not a lot of them that are strikers. I forget the guy's name, but there's one that Khabib corners that fights in Bellator okay. that is also a striker. Is he you know, a, is more he than another, a wrestler, he's a striker. Is he another Nurmagomedov? Is he like a cousin? Yeah. Because I've yeah. seen one of his cousins fight. Is yeah, that who you're talking he is. About? It's his cousin or his brother or someone that fights out of there. Got it. And, and I believe he's a 155er, and he's very good. Okay. Um, but he's a striker. He's got a striking background, not a wrestling background. You know, I actually went back and I watched uh, um, Khabib and Connor. Um, and you know that 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 was finished by strikes. It wasn't a submission. He was right. throwing elbows, and that was when he was talking, saying, "Hey, let's talk now. Do you want to talk? Let's right. talk now." While he's throwing elbows down on Khabib's him. always talking when he's on the ground. He's telling <laughs> you that he's the best. Yes, <laughs> he's it, breaking it, you. It, it's my belt. Just give up now. It's yeah. my belt. You give it to me. It is my time. Um, so, but so, how do you see this going then? I mean, I, I, it, it would shock the world if he got a submission here but he obviously he can go he's got seven wins by decision santos has six wins by decision so both of them have the ability to go to distance um santos has lost all three ways equally he's got three losses yeah. by strikes he's got three losses by submission and three losses by decision so it's hard to find where where you'd go i'm going that. with uncle Iof by either decision or TKO on the ground. I think he could hurt him on the feet and finish, yep. him, on the finish ground. him on the ground. And I think that's what happens. It's either a decision or that. And it's what, that they're the main event, so it's five rounds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with him for sure. And either by stoppage or decision. I don't know. It's, it's really hard. You know, you think about standing up against a guy that's 15 and one, but then you remember that 
that Santos went five rounds with John Jones. And right. Many people thought. So. How healed are his knees, yeah. you know, after having double knee surgery and Absolutely. whatnot? I, I don't know. I, like I said, I feel like since then he's had – he went on a three-fight lo- losing streak yeah. from John Jones. Yep. Um, got rear-naked choke by Glover Teixeira, and then he lost one more uh, before winning a fight. And so I don't know. It'll be It'll be a good fight. It'll be a good fight, but I'm going with Uncle Iev. Uncle Iev, uh, and and it doesn't go the distance. It's either going to be by TKO on the ground, or or it'll go the distance. Okay. But I don't I don't see it going five. Awesome, that's it for our fights, man. That's awesome. All we got. We'll see you guys next week when we come back and recap all this and see how I did on my predictions. So you were three and zero last week. I was. We'll see how we'll see how you do on this we'll one. See. Yep. Thank you. Take it easy. It is all over. Just.